pre-run shot. I'm your host, Mason. I have Dylan next to me. Next to him is John and Greg. Let's get started right here. Dylan, what do you, what do you think about the Rodgers situation right now? Mason, I think it's a very interesting situation. So we just had the breaking news from the Pat McAfee show of the most kind of unlikely source from it, but the most like popular thing that's gaining traction. And what we got right now in the situation is that Rodgers is going to be with the Packers most likely until he retires. And this comes as like a little bit of shock for people, but at the same time, most people expected this. And what else is going on is Devontae Adams is expected to get a franchise tag as well. We don't know if he's going to get a new deal before the franchise tag deadline or not. And then also Packer fans have to think, how is this roster going to be restructured with the Rodgers big money deal, as well as Devontae Adams taking the franchise tag? Those are all great points. We're going to pass it on to John. For all the people doubting whether Rodgers is worth a contract, I think you just have to look at the fact of where we would be without Rodgers before and after the deal. No, no Packer fan wanted Jordan Love at the helm. And that also means that we are likely to get Adams as well, the best wide receiver in the NFL. And although we did have money issues before, there's rumors about other role players taking big pay cuts and possible signing bonuses with Rodgers that will help us get other pieces around on the roster. Let's push back on that a little bit, John. What piece would you love to see the Packers pick up? Well, there was rumors about uh, Von Miller possibly coming to Green Bay. It's almost as if he was following Wilson and or Rodgers, depending on their final destinations. And with us having to likely cut Zadarius Smith from the roster and uh, questionable Campbell also at linebacker for re-signing, I think Von Miller would be a huge impact in increasing the pass rush with Zadarius leaving. Those are all great points, Greg. I promise I didn't forget about you. Here you go, Greg. Thanks, Mason. Um, so, yeah, with Rodgers having a huge deal now, I think if they can't come to a deal with Adams before the uh, franchise tag deadline, which as of this recording is in about 90 minutes, they'll probably franchise tag him. But if they were to franchise tag him and then agree to an extension with him by the time final cuts are made at the end of training camp, then his salary cap would go down for the 2022 to 2023 season. I think it's going to be a difficult offseason for the Packers in regards to who they need to get rid of to get under the cap. Uh, John, you just mentioned Zadarius Smith. Right now he's due just over $27.6 million with a dead cap of $12.3 million. So they would free up about $15 million if they were to cut Zadarius. Preston Smith is another candidate due about $19.7 million. The dead cap for Preston is only $7.2 million. If they cut Preston Smith, they'd get about uh, roughly $12.5 million. So a lot of tough decisions, but for right now, a lot of good news with Rodgers coming back and hopefully Devontae Adams. And I think people have to remember that you see $200 million, but it's not necessarily $50 million a year Rodgers is getting. Right now, a reporter suggesting that it's going to be cap-friendly for the next two, one or two seasons for sure uh, for Rodgers' new contract. Thank you, Greg. I definitely 100% agree. This new deal with Rodgers is going to take a huge part of our cap space, which we didn't have a lot to start with. But overall, do you think the Rodgers coming back situation is better for the team? There are other quarterbacks out there. You know, we mentioned Jordan Love is on the team. Would you rather see Jordan Love there or would you rather see us try to get Russell Wilson? With right now, I think what you have to think about this situation is that we just 
re-sign basically Rodgers until he retires. And this basically leaves no fit for Jordan Love in this franchise, which leaves the Packers with either having him sit behind Rodgers for a few more years and him be the future QB after Rodgers retires, or you trade him off and try to get maybe a second or a third round pick in exchange for him and try to find a backup QB, but kind of just have somebody in place that can be the backup for if Rodgers gets hurt again or if he leaves eventually or something like that. Do you think Jordan Love sitting for four years, five years even, would benefit Jordan Love or the team? Or do you think it would just be better just to get rid of Love right now? In my opinion, I think a lot of Packer fans think this too, is is that it's time to trade Love. And that he could benefit from sitting behind Rodgers. But right now with the draft class of QBs being so weak and the upcoming free agent QBs being so weak, I think it would be almost beneficial to the Packers to find a landing spot for Love to be a QB of a team. Ever since we got Love, there's been many, many haters for the fact that he could have been pushing Rodgers out of Green Bay. And I think there's other talent could be like a veteran of some sort that could replace whatever Love brings. Because if Rodgers gets injured and we need a backup quarterback now, we're not going to win the Super Bowl anyway. So I feel like that is our best option. Yeah, so I feel like with the whole Jordan Love thing, I've been saying for quite a long time now, and actually I'm going to I'll say first, I, I'll be honest and say that I thought Rodgers was going to leave. Uh, but I also thought that if he did return, I thought this would be Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo fiasco all over again. But right now, I think if in the best interest of the team, the Packers should trade Jordan Love because at the very least, you mentioned it, Dylan, they could get a second or third round pick for Jordan Love. And you already have a first round pick. You would then have two second round picks and a third round pick. And I also like Kurt Benker. I, for whatever reason, the Packers are really good at finding good backup quarterbacks. Yeah, they need a good backup quarterback. Uh, if Rodgers does go down, but I think in the end, if Jordan Love was really that good, then why did the Packers just sign Rodgers to a $200 million deal? I think that's the question that has to be answered. Well, we just got breaking news right now. I just checked my phone. Breaking news, uh, Russell Wilson's being traded to Denver. The deal includes uh, multiple first-round draft picks, plus additional picks and players, per source and firms of decision. Uh, the exact pass package for Seattle which also sends a fourth-round draft pick Denver's way. Uh, there were two first-rounders, two second-rounders, a fifth-round quarterback in Drew Locke, uh, defensive tackle Shelby Harris, and tight end Noah Fant, per Ian Rappaport reports. What do you guys think of this decision? I think that, in my opinion, I think this is signaling an end to the Seahawks' current like, playoff push that they've had in the past few years. And I think this just starts a rebuild for them. And, I mean, I don't know how I feel about Drew Locke being the starting QB for the Seahawks. I mean, Drew Locke really isn't a starter. Shelby Harris is a nice addition to the Seahawks. And now it's just wondering what they do if they cut ways with Pete Carroll or even they're going to keep rebuilding. I also have some breaking news as of just a few minutes ago per Tom Silverstein. He says an NFL source has said that Devontae Adams has been franchise tagged by the Packers. His franchise tag number is $20.5 million. So again, going back to the extension, they were to do that by final cuts in late August at the end of training camp. That number would go down. Back to the Russell Wilson thing. Man. What a blockbuster trade. I, I thought Russell Wilson would leave, but not in this type of fashion. The Broncos, they're going to be extremely competitive. They finally have a quarterback. Last year, they had a top 10 scoring defense. Um, they're very young. They're very talented. And the Broncos also still have a lot of cap space left despite acquiring Wilson. So AFC West is absolutely loaded with quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. AFC is going to be pretty tough. And I think the NFC West and the AFC West will probably be the two best divisions in football next year. As a Packer fan, 
fan. I'm quite glad that Wilson decided to go to the AFC, considering he's rumored to go to the Saints, Eagles, other teams like that. That could have been an issue. But I couldn't agree more with Greg. The Broncos, they have a dual running back system. They have a young uh, wide receiver in Judy. They had great linebackers, lockdown cornerbacks, and a pass rush. So all they really needed was a quarterback. And Russell Wilson could definitely be that guy in Denver. Yeah, I totally agree, John. Um, I definitely believe Russell Wilson is going to a better team against Seattle going to Denver. Seattle hasn't been a championship team in like three or four years. They haven't made the playoffs since I believe it was 2019. So they've really been taking a dip. Do you think this trade is going to be the end of Pete Carroll's career? Do you think Pete Carroll is going to get fired after this season or middle of the season? Or do you think he's still here to stay? I think they've juiced all they can out of Pete Carroll. He hasn't been able to assemble any sort of defense since the Legion of Boom left. And it's just been the Russell Wilson carry show for the first half of the year. And whether it be exhaustion or just player performance, he always slumped at the end of the year and the Seahawks just couldn't get it together. And I don't think Pete Carroll is going to have enough of an impact for the front office to change any plans with that. What I think will happen with Pete Carroll most likely is I think the Seahawks are going to let him go and try to find a younger coach or like a coach with more experience in that. And like I said before, this is most likely the start of a rebuild and the Seahawks are gonna have to build their way back up to the playoffs. For sure I think Pete Carroll's time in Seattle is slowly but surely coming to an end. I think he'll be out within a year or two. I saw a post from Dan Orlovsky the other day about how Seattle hasn't really drafted all that well in general since I believe 2011. They've had some good drafts for sure. They've gotten guys like DK Metcalf. Overall it just hasn't been enough. They don't have that all-in mentality like some of these other teams too. You saw Tampa Bay two off seasons ago now building around Tom Brady. I think the Packers are taking that same approach this year with all the void years and getting pretty creative with the cap. Yeah, I think Seattle is in a little bit of trouble. Hopefully for them, this trade, even though they're giving away Russell Wilson, hopefully it helps build a positive future. Well, after that exciting segment of two breaking news and very good opinions by us, let's jump to the breaking news from yesterday. Calvin Ridley suspended for all 2022 for gambling while he was on a non illness leave. He took a day off for uh, mental health reasons. That day off turned into a long time off. And during that long time off, he decided to do some gambling. So I guess my question to you guys is, do you think the entire season was too much? Uh, Mason, I think in my opinion that um, I think the whole season was a little bit too much. I mean, you look at Ray Rice and Kareem Hunt, guys who abused women during the NFL season and after, and one had an eight-game suspension. The other one had a two-game suspension before Ray Rice obviously was blackballed from the NFL and then eventually was forced out of the sport. I, I think that the whole season is a little bit too much. And I mean, the other thing that I didn't agree with was I was wondering if when he was taking this mental issue leave of absence from the NFL, if he was really just gambling and just not like he didn't have a mental issue. But I mean, obviously if he did, there's no big deal with that. But like if he was doing this just to gamble, I mean, got an issue there. Another important factor to mention when it comes to the Calvin Ridley situation would be that he was betting on his team to win. Obviously, it's a weird spot betting on your team, but if you're betting to win, are you really changing a whole lot or... 
I know if you were to look at other cases of it and people generally were tanking for their team because that would they have more of an impact and they'd be able to get something out of it. But it sounded like Ridley was just throwing the Falcons into parlays with possibly low amounts of money, he claimed. So I think that it was a very harsh punishment for the situation. I wish I would have gone first because Dylan took a lot of the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. The Calvin Ridley thing is really weird because the whole mental health thing and of course, you know, if he actually did have a couple issues and then I'm glad he stepped away from the game to take care of himself. But yeah, going back to the suspension thing, I don't understand why a full year. It's just gambling and he wasn't doing it illegally. If he was doing it illegally, he'd be arrested or like he'd be punished in a more severe way than just a one-year suspension from the NFL. But make it make sense. Why is Ray Rice getting half the suspension or even less than what Calvin Ridley did when he's actually doing violent crimes and doing a lot more detrimental things? Yeah, talk about the Ray Rice incident for a second. That elevator video was terrifying to watch. And one of my favorite uh, jokes of the NFL is a very sad joke because the original suspension, uh, Dylan mentioned that, was originally two games. Like, that is is a joke. That is upsetting. But you also look at Jameis Winston. He groped an Uber driver. He got three games for that. And then Tom Brady deflates footballs and gets four. What does that say about the NFL? If the NFL is saying that the integrity of the game is more important than physical people's lives, I don't understand why we still have the game. And that's just kind of an upsetting fact to know. But going back to Calvin Ridley, him gambling on games, I understand that he knows more than like the average fan would. The average person betting on games doesn't really know the inside of the Falcon franchise. You know, maybe the head coach got some bets going on there. And at that point, there's some bigger issues. But the average fan doesn't know how a regular franchise is set up. Um, One more point I guess I would have to add to is you don't really see betting done by players in like other sports leagues and that like when it happens in the NFL there's this long long punishment that just doesn't make any sense. I guess the last point I would make too is if he had mental health issues, then why is he spending his time gambling? No matter the money about, he's making more than enough money, obviously. But why are you betting, let alone on your own team, if you have a mental health issue? Like, you should be doing other things to get back in the right place and, you know, even maybe get back on the field if he feels compelled to. One quick thing I'd like to add. It's kind of a strange thing to say, but also, why would you bet with your name and your account? Because that company immediately went to the Falcons and said, there's somebody named Calvin Ridley betting. You probably should look into that. He could have just given money to family members or whatever, because if he claims he was only betting 1500 give them 100 bucks and they go to the casino, etc. There's other ways to do it. That doesn't excuse his actions. Another thing I have to add, too is that this huge news that came out this is gonna most likely affect his playing career and it's sad but it's gonna definitely affect it just as we saw how Pete Rose uh, a former baseball player used to bet on games and that and he got banned from the MLB and he's not allowed into the Hall of Fame do you think Kellen Ridley's career is over I don't think his career is over I think some team will pick him up or something. I just don't know when, but I I don't think his career is over. I agree. It's It might be a matter of when he gets back, but also the <laughs> fact that he's very young, I don't think it'll stunt his prime a ton. It definitely will a little bit, but he fits the modern offense nowadays of just deep ball if you have the right quarterback, and he's very talented. Very many people were selecting him high in fantasy football, for example, because he just gets so many targets in that offense. And I think somebody in the league is going to want him in today's NFL. 
Let's keep it short and sweet. No, I don't think his playing days are over. I think somebody will pick him up. I mean, it, look, somebody like Josh Gordon has done way worse and has been suspended and reinstated how many times? Calvin Ridley should be back. I don't see why he wouldn't be. And before we end here, we just got some more breaking news. I'll give it to Greg. Greg? Yeah, Rogers says that he will be playing for the Packers next year. However, reports about him signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract, quote-unquote, signed. But he is very excited to be back in his own work. All right, well, before we get out, any quick opinions on that? I think it's what the tweet is that I just saw. I think it's kind of just Rogers having fun in that, and sometimes he just teases about everything. Rogers is a very interesting fellow. I mean, you've seen him on. On Twitter and social media, he'll post these cryptic posts saying like the one where he was like, he went out of cleanse and he posted like this and it looked like he was going to retire. But like he came on to the Pat McAfee show and he's like, no, that's not what I'm going to do. I just was on a cleanse for like, forgot how many days it was, but like 12 or something like that. But no, I think this statement by Rogers is nothing much to look into. Yeah, I think it, that cleanse is definitely a good example considering there was two days of dead sports news and then boom, that hits. I don't know if it it's contract issues or what have it, but it is a bit ironic that we did just announce the Russell Wilson news and Rodgers is already trying to steal the spotlight back. It makes a fair point. Do you think Rodgers is just doing this for attention because he was supposed to be the big news of the day and now all of a sudden, oh, Russell Wilson got traded? I think there's a possibility. Every so often there's issues with contract stuff. It's not very popular. I don't know if it's because of just the magnitude of this contract and all the tangents people are going on doing bonuses etc but definitely a possibility all right well that does it here for three run shot i'm mason dylan is next to me john is crossed and here's greg we're out